Okay, let's look. Uh, oh, let get the screen back up. Let's look here at uh, <clears throat> where is your faith? You know, some people, they, they, they worry that, you know, well, you know, you don't want to tell somebody that your faith matters. It does matter. Faith always matters. You know, you could have a situation between two people that love each other. And if you don't have faith in each other, then, <laughs> I mean, it's not going to work. I mean, you don't just give up. Praise the Lord. Giving up would be what? That would be no faith. But no, you, you, you hang in there. You know, you keep trying and trying and trying. Well, Faith matters when you get into things of the scriptures too. Oh, the Bible tells us there's a lot of things I could mention here, but I'll mention just one scripture. The whole world lieth in darkness. So in other words, it's all dark. And Jesus, we know, is the light of the world. But unless you believe that he's the light of the world, we start thinking, well, you know, I mean, there's all kind of religions. Let me tell you something. There might be all kind of people saying all kind of things, but Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. And you have to have faith in that. So now, let's look at this story over here. And I'm going to read this out of the King James first. This is where, you know, he rebukes the wind and the waves. But now watch this. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and he said unto them, <clears throat> let us go over unto the other side. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. Now this is Jesus. He's asleep. Okay. And there came, a, came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. You know, they weren't on jeopardy, but they were in jeopardy. Now watch this. And they came to him and they awoke him saying, Master, Master, we perish. I mean, th this is so sad that they go to Jesus and they say, hey, we're dying. He arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. Well, remember that. I was like, wow, oh, that's great. But now watch verse 25, because this is in our Bible too, the rest of the story. And he said unto them, where is your faith? Well, you might say, well, they had faith. They, they verse 24, they woke him. Uh, he still said, where is your faith? You know, See, a lot of things we forget sometimes. We forget that over there in the book of Joshua, that Joshua prayed one time. And he said, son, stand still. It was during a, there was a battle going on. And when the sun was going down, the Israelites, they needed a little bit more time. It's kind of like some of our SEC football. If we just had one more quarter, we could win this ball game. Well, time's out. It's too bad. Well, Joshua told the sun to stand still, and it stood still. Praise the Lord. Jesus also told us that whoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Indicating, in other words, your faith does matter. But he said, where is your faith? Wow. Well, this story is so wonderful. It, it actually goes, I mean, this chapter is so wonderful. I want to just go a little, a little further here. And uh, let's just see if our faith matters. Yes, it does. It really does. You know, if I tell you there's uh, fish are biting at Gunnersville, and you say, well, I'm not going. Well, that's obvious. <laughs> you don't have any faith. But if you start getting your gear together, that means you've got some faith, isn't it? Well, all right, let's see what happens here. And this is still just in Luke chapter 8 here. And uh, look down here at verse uh, 41. And behold, there came a man named Jairus. He was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come to his house. He had only one daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay a-dying. Now, it's interesting here. Why did this guy even bother with Jesus? You know, I mean, sometimes you just got to roll with the punches. You know, you just, if you've got a problem, you just, let me tell you, in the scriptures, when you read the Bible yourself, when you've got a problem, go to God. 
And it's not, we don't go to God to get mental counseling. In other words, help us get through it. We know it's inevitable. We know, no, Jairus knew Jesus could save his only daughter. That's the only reason he was here. Anyway, <clears throat> verse 43. Wow. Uh, well, the rest of verse 42 said, uh, but as he went, the people thronged him. There was so many people there. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years. Can you imagine bleeding for 12 years? I mean, I <laughs> I cut my finger one time the other day, and, and it bled for about 10 minutes. And I'll tell you what, I had some thoughts, you know. Richard, you're having a blood problem, hemophiliac, you know. <laughs> I've never had an issue 12 years. This woman here was bleeding for 12 years, spent all her living upon physicians, and neither could be healed of any. Wow. She came behind him, touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood says staunched. It means it stopped. Jesus said, who touched me? But when all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throngs you and presses you, and you say, who touched me? Almost like a joke. He said, Jesus, please. Everybody's touching you. Ah, but Jesus said, someone touched me, for I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. In other words, he said he knew power had gone out of me. Verse 47, and the woman saw that she could not be hid. She came trembling and falling uh, down before him. And she declared unto him, let me scroll down a little bit. She declared unto him before all the people for what, she had for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, now this is important. I mean, we have to, uh, matter of fact, uh, this is like a red letter Bible. These are the words in red. They're supposed to be important, aren't they? Yeah. Daughter. It's interesting he called her daughter. We need to realize we're all God's kids, uh, really. And, and it's a personal. It's not a religious daughter. It's like we were talking with a little while ago, you know. Praise the Lord. This is personal. Be of good comfort. He didn't say, you know, you just got lucky. You just got lucky. No, he says, you need to, daughter, I want you to be happy here. Be peaceful. Look at this. He said, your faith has made you whole. And then he said, go in peace. Notice he didn't say, I wish I could promise this would last. I can't imagine Jesus doing that. Let me tell you, whatever problem you've got right now, you should see it going completely away and not ever coming back. And if it ever was to come back, you do the same thing again, Jesus will get rid of it. But now watch this. That's the end of that story. Verse 49. What happened to that man that had the daughter that was dying? Here it is. While he yet spake, there come one from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying, Look, your daughter's dead. Don't bother Jesus anymore. Boy, your daughter's dead. Now you got to remember, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Look what he says, verse 50. When Jesus heard it, don't you know he hears, he hears everything. Just like uh, in uh, John chapter 1, when uh, uh, Jesus was talking about that uh, Philip, yeah, Nathaniel. Philip went and found Nathanael and, and said, hey, we found Jesus, you know. He's uh, from Galilee. He's the son of God. And Nathanael says, well, can any good thing come out of, uh, you know, Galilee? And anyway, when Jesus sees Nathanael, he says, look, an Israelite in whom is no God. In other words, here's a guy that's got an honest heart. And Nathanael says, how do you know me? And Jesus says, I saw you when you was under that fig tree. Boy, and that got to Nathaniel. Nathaniel said, you are the Messiah. Something about knowing that Jesus knows every detail of your life. 
It got to Nathaniel. Nathaniel said, well, you're Jesus. You're, you're the Christ. And Jesus said, you think that gets you turned on? He says, you're going to see more miracles than that. Well, you th- I did all the miracles. You only get a couple of them. That's it. No, uh-uh. Well, your daughter's dead now. It's over with. You might as well pack it in. Mm-mm. When Jesus heard it, he answered and said, now here's some more red letters. Red letters, look at this. Fear not. See, we have to work on that. And the way to work on your fears is the more you read that Bible, the more you'll toss out those fears. I don't care how big that giant is in your life. You'll see yourself like David and you'll load that sling up and you'll go out there and you'll go get him. I don't care if nobody else does. You keep reading 1 Samuel 17 and you find out what David did. You'll find out he did not see Jesus. He did not feel Jesus. He did not feel God. All he did was what you and I can do today and that's believe God. That's all he did. He said, I can't believe this big 12-foot guy is going to beat our God. And David already had what? Some other miracles. And you've got miracles in your life too. David said, I beat the lion and I beat the bear. And this guy is no, I mean, I'd rather, you know, uh, I mean, can you imagine this man, even though he's 13 feet tall, David's like, I can take him. You should have seen what I went through with that line. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't want to mess with no line, you know. But anyway, David got him. Sure did. When Jesus heard it, he answered saying, Fear not. And look what he says. Believe only. Now, come on. Let's don't, Jesus, don't be putting no pressure on me. I don't want no pressure on me. I'm not involved here. Yes, you are involved. Like I say, if you've got any relationship with anybody else, you've got to trust one another. You can't just say, well, I want a relationship with you, but I'm never going to believe anything you say. <laughs> well, you're not going to get anywhere. You've got to have hope. You've got to trust people. And you've got to not give up on people. He says, fear not, believe only. <laughs> I beg your pardon, look at this. And she shall be made whole. It can't be my responsibility. Yes, it is. It's your responsibility. You've got to believe. What if Jairus said at this point, I can't do it. I can't do it. I I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, then that would have been the end of the story right there. But that's not what happened. Let's just watch, see what happened. And when he came to the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John, and the father and mother, that would be Jairus, of the maiden. And all wept and and wailed, and they they said, uh, and he said, hey, weep not, she's not dead, but sleeps. You know, wow. And they laughed at him to make fun of him, to scorn, knowing she was dead. And he put them all out and he took her by the hand and and saying, made her eyes. What happened between here and here? I mean, this is like problem solved. That's right. And I'm telling you, you got to remember what the name of Jesus means. Jesus means Savior. And he didn't come off the ship when he was born saying, you know, well, this is just a heavenly salvation which we have done in America. We need to all thank God we're going to heaven. But that's about all Jesus can do for us. That's ridiculous. I was watching some old World War II uh, movies and stuff, our military time magazine, old ones on whatever Netflix and whatever. And, and I'm telling you what, I'm just so thankful that people, you know, back then had enough sense to pray and get Hitler off the scene. It wasn't like, well, you know, I guess Hitler's good for all of us because the hand of the Lord is as... Are you kidding me? He wanted to get rid of Americans just as bad as he wanted to get rid of the Jews. And he wanted to get rid of all the people in his nation that didn't have any, that didn't have any confidence in the Third Reich. My goodness. 
Thank God England knew who God was. I'm talking Jesus. Our nation did too. Oh, it was a horrible time. But I'm telling you what, our people back then were just smart. Now, we're smart too because we're not falling for that line about, well, you know, you never know. We'll just wait and see what happens. No, we're not going to wait and see what happens. We're going to pray, praise the Lord. Anyway, so he said, made arise, and her spirit came again, and she arose straightway, and he commanded to give uh, her something to eat. In other words, hey, y'all give her something to eat. It really matters that you and I believe. It really does. Uh, let's go to Matthew just a moment. In Matthew chapter, uh, chapter 9. Look at this right here. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to switch this to the, to the living Bible here just a second. Matthew chapter 9. And let's close this down here. Here we go. Oh, uh, let's see. Am I into Yeah. So Jesus climbed into a boat and went across the lake to Capernaum, his hometown. Soon some men brought a paralyzed boy on a mat. When Jesus, what's that say? Saw their faith. Yeah, think about it. They brought a sick person to Jesus. I'm telling you what, if, if, I don't care if your finger's hurting you or whatever, your toe's hurting, your elbow, whatever. If you would just come to Jesus. I like, I heard people at work, we like to use this phrase, we'll say, we've got to have a come to Jesus meeting. <laughs> well, if you're hurt in anything, come to Jesus. He's not going to turn you away. He certainly won't. Soon some men brought a paralyzed boy on a mat. Boy, I'm, they're already losing me already. This is paralysis. You might as well forget that. Boy, if you're paralyzed, that back is messed up. Those nerves are messed up. There's nothing you can do. Now, nah, what you mean is there's nothing you've seen medical science can do. And I agree. It's hopeless. But again, if you'll read your Bible and understand that Jesus wants to heal you, all through the scriptures you can find this out. Jesus, uh, excuse me, in Deuteronomy, and I'm, I'm going to come back here, but I want to show you this. Moses is fixing to say goodbye. He's fixing to die. They're all going across the Jordan River to the Promised Land. Moses can't go, you know. But anyway, let's get over here and look at it. This is in Deuteronomy chapter 7. I want to show you something fantastic right here. Let me switch this to the, uh, <clears throat> to the King James just a moment. So uh, <clears throat> he's telling them that, hey, don't worry about your enemies. You know, God's going to fight them for you and all this kind of stuff. And let's see. Am I still in the, let me get to the seventh chapter. Just one second. This is important. Here we go. All right. Let's see. This is just so amazing. Okay. Uh, oh, where to start? <laughs> anyway, watch this. <clears throat> let's take it verse 12. Oh. Wherefore it'll come to pass, if you'll hearken to the judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord thy God shall keep unto thee the covenant and the mercy which he swore unto thy fathers. Now you've got to understand that it, covenant, he just means he will do what he said. And don't forget this word right here. This is what David lived on. You can find it out for yourself in the book of Psalms everywhere. Thy loving kindness, your mercy endures forever. You know That means you have blown it. You deserve not to have God's help, but God will have mercy on you. Okay? Just understand that. And he swore that to his father. He said, he will love thee and bless thee, multiply thee. He will also bless the fruit of thy womb. Now, I mean, this is hard to handle because in our society, we feel like, you know, well, you know, if you can't have kids, whether it's the husband's problem or it's the wife's problem, you just deal with it. Well, God didn't know any better. God could just fix it. 
And you've got to understand, I don't care what your ailment is, no matter what it is, God will fix it. To draw the line and say, well, that guy was paralyzed and there's no way he's ever going to walk. That's what you'll be thinking in your head if something happens to you like that. And you've got to throw that away. Your faith matters. I don't care if you think it is the end of the world. You know, I'll never hear from so-and-so again or whatever. It's not the end of the world. You stay in there. You hang in there. That's what faith is, isn't it? So watch this. He says here that uh, uh, the fruit of thy land, the fruit of thy corn, the fruit of thy wine, gee, thine oil and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep and the land which he swear unto thy fathers to give thee. You shall be blessed above all people. Now remember, this is a goodbye, farewell. This is very important. Write these things down. It's the, that kind of a message. It's not like, oh, did I say that? <laughs> he meant to say this. There shall not be, look at this, verse 14, male or female barren among you. Now, this is not the only place this is said. This says it in uh, Exodus chapter 20. Same thing. Isn't it neat to find out God's a liar? Richard? Well, see, God's not a liar, is he? He said this was so. So if something doesn't happen like it says here, then something is wrong. Isn't that right? I tell you what, first place I'm going to look is me. <laughs> I mean, do I believe this or not? And I got news for you. There's days I'm like, oh, come on, I just, I don't know. And that's my fault. I'm like Peter on the water. I can't walk on this water. It's a storm out here. This is horrible. You know, I can't do this. And I can start to sink. <clears throat> so, he says here, Blessed shall you be above all people. Let's see, uh, above all people. There shall be no male nor female among you. Uh, barren among you or among your cattle. And the Lord will take away from you all... What? Look, you can read. It's in your Bible. He said He would take away all sickness. He will. This is the part that we have to get a hold of. We've got to realize that, you know what? i got to use my faith. Yes, my knee's hurting. Yes, my foot's hurting. Yes, this is going wrong. Yes, this is whatever. But Lord, I'm trusting you to get me out of it. <laughs> Because your words are so strong here. Verse 15, And the Lord will take away from thee all sickness, and will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt which thou knowest upon thee, but will lay them upon them that hate thee. Wow! Alright, let's go marching back over here to this guy. No wonder his friends brought him to Jesus. Let's see, where we get to? Here we are. Uh, Matthew chapter 9. And here's this story. And let's go back to... Uh, uh, the Living Bible here. Get it more in our language here for us. Watch this. Okay. Soon some men brought unto him a paralyzed boy on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, again, this was there for a reason. Their faith. He said to the boy, the sick boy, cheer up, son. I tell you what, we, we got the idea that God wants to make our day unhappy for some reason. And can you imagine that? Somebody who created all this world, we didn't just evolve, there's no way. No Big Bang, you forget it. Mm -mm, no way. Mm -mm. And don't forget those monkeys still got opposing thumbs. I mean, it, if you do a little research, you'll never believe that stuff. A monkey's hand has opposing thumbs. They do, they're not like ours, you know. But people will believe anything when what? When they have no faith. They have no faith. A lot of times they have faith and they don't hear anything about Jesus. But the more you hear about Jesus, the more faith you'll have. Anyway, he says, cheer up. I have forgiven your sins. Ho, ho. Verse 3 goes right after 
A very important problem that happens in our life too. Somebody stood by and said, Blasphemy, this man is saying he is God. Exclaimed some of the religious leaders to themselves. Now you can say this in your own thinking. You could think, you know what? I don't know why I deserve to be healed. I don't know why. Why would God do a miracle for me today? I mean, I am, I mean, I'm just, remember what he said. He said, cheer up, son. We already had daughter a few minutes ago. God loves you. You are his child. Real child, you really are. Jesus knew what they were thinking and he asked them, why are you thinking such evil thoughts? Jesus thought it was evil. And you know, it's evil for you to run around thinking that God won't do something for you because you've made a mistake. Let me tell you, Jesus took nails on that cross for you and I. He died. He went through all kinds of torments to free you from sin. You could, I don't care how bad you feel about what you've done wrong or all the things you've done. No matter what you could come up with, you couldn't pay for it. You've got to have somebody else. You've got to have a redeemer. So just accept the fact that Jesus is your redeemer. Anyway, verse 5. I, the Messiah, have the authority on earth to forgive sins. <laughs> I love the Living Bible. But he says, hey, talk is cheap. Anybody could say that. Boy, I tell you, Jesus was mocking these people that were mocking him. Because Jesus was right when he said, cheer up, son. I've forgiven your sins. Now remember, he said, uh, he saw their faith. I bet you right here, when this boy was coming, that was the thing that was going to kill his faith right there, was he was thinking, I don't think Jesus can forgive me. And I, I don't know why he would want to give me my legs back. I don't know why. Let me tell you, Jesus wants to give you it all back. He does. He wants you sleeping in your bed at night thinking about how you're so blessed. He's got our number. And I'll tell you what he does. He says, anyway, talks cheap. Verse 6, so I'll prove to you by healing this man. Mercy. Then turning to the paralyzed man. Guess what? That could be you. I don't care what your problem is. He turns to you. And look what he says. Hey, pick up your stretcher and go on home for you're healed. And the boy jumped up and left. My goodness. One last place here. And it's actually in this ninth chapter. We'll stop right here. Watch this. Couple of, couple of, uh, uh, there's that story here about uh, the woman that was uh, bleeding in this same chapter. Anyway, let's go down here to a couple of blind guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, I passed it. Uh, oh, excuse me. Here we are. Oh, uh, Matthew chapter 9. Here we go. Let me go back to the King James just a second. Okay. Tenth chapter. Here we go. Oh, praise the Lord. We're right by it. I don't know how I'm going by it. Give me one second. I don't want to miss this. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I went right by it. I don't I, honestly, I don't know how I could have missed that. Okay, I knew it was in the ninth chapter. Here we are. Okay, Matthew chapter 9 here, uh, where we just were. And look down here at verse 27. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. They're blind. Have mercy. I tell you what, this will get you a lot of mileage right here. It really will. 
You need to know that. Some people, I guarantee you, they were on their way to see Jesus and they thought, I don't know, I don't know, and walked away. These guys held in there. What would you call that faith? Verse 28, And when he had come into the house, the blind man came to him. Jesus said unto them, Look at that. This is ridiculous. No, it's not, because it's important. Believe ye that I am able to do this. Well, they said, yeah. Let me put this in the, King, in the Living Bible just one second. Watch this. Uh, that's verse 27. I won't lose my place this time. Here we go. All right, 27. And Jesus was leaving her home. Two blind men followed along behind, shouting, Oh, son of David, uh, son of King David, have mercy on us. They went right into the house where he was staying, and Jesus asked them, Do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him, We do. Verse 29, don't ever forget it. Then he touched their eyes and said, Because of your faith, it will happen. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. See, it's, it's the gift of God. It's the gift of God. We just have to just say, you know, praise the Lord. I just believe you, Lord. And I, no matter what you're facing today, I don't care whatever it is, you have got to believe. I can't come over and believe for you, you know. I mean, you've got to get a hold of me, you know. I'd be glad to, you know. But we all got our lives. We're all going to leave in a few minutes. And you guys, it's so simple. These things, that's the reason these stories are written there. They're just so simple. I can do every one of these. Praise the Lord. You can too. Father, we thank you. By your stripes we're healed. If any of us are not feeling good today, no matter what we're aching, feeling, or whatever or whatever it is, you'll make us well because that's what we ask you to. Lord, if we're fa- feeling any kind of financial pressure whatsoever, you'll take care of that too. Praise God. You're the God of abundance. You supply every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You'll take care of that. And Lord, if there's any other problem that we're facing, no matter how great, no matter how small, it doesn't make no difference. Lord, we know you'll fix it. That didn't leave anything left for us to just keep on loving one another, telling others what you've done for us. For it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Well, amen, amen. Glory. Well, good. I'm glad you came today. Praise God. I'm glad I came too.